This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. Joining me to discuss Villa's, can we say, latest victory in a blasé fashion, or is that too early? I think it's too early, isn't it? Especially mm. when it was the most turgid game we've ever seen, and, <laughs> and it was an own goal that settled it. But uh, hey, Let's hey, take, hey, take what we can get. <laughs> we take what we get on this show. Joining me to discuss that game and much, much, much more, Mr. Chris Bird, Mr. Dan Rogers. And Mr. Phil Shaw, welcome back. Hello, how Hello. are you? Hello, my Villa chums. Where's that Phil chap? Is he at the back somewhere? Phil? No, I'm here. Phil? <laughs> yeah, sorry, it was, just, it was just coming down from the effect of the laughing gas balloon I needed to get through that game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Topical. Maybe I, I should start selling my old man said laughing gas uh, for such occasions. Could break it out at, like at half time, like at the cinema where they used to sell the the, uh, the ice creams at the half time interval back in the day. Whipped cream is flying off the shelves at the Villa <laughs> Underground store. <laughs> what, what? Leon Bailey's going to take the lot. <laughs> yes, allegedly. Before we get into discussing the uh, the darkness and the light of the uh, Crystal Palace game and catching up on the three points, Media Muppets, Emery's clipboard, etc. How are you chaps? You were telling me, uh, Dan, that you, you took your son to the game who hasn't been for the last three or four games and you had to explain one of our songs to him? Yeah, well, it's, it's a rite of passage and, you know, we have got a repertoire of fine, fine songs, haven't we, Villa? But well, well historic need updated. Our back catalogue is strong, though, isn't it? You know, let's mm, be honest. Yeah. I mean, Unfortunately, you're only as good as your latest album and uh, yeah. <laughs> the I mean, writer aren't great. <laughs> we're, we're trading on the old ones, but I mean, it's difficult to explain to a 10-year-old. Have you know, have you seen the tits on Karen Brady? I mean, is it... <laughs> how does one... Have you seen the tits on Karen Brady? Yeah, okay. Everyone. This, this is a, this is a uh, family show, allegedly. So we'll see Apprentice. They're on it. <laughs> so, sorry, how did you explain this to your 10-year-old son? Or did you? I, I, I didn't. I just, I, I did that thing of just, just shut up, shut up, boy. Take it all in. <laughs> need, need to know basis on the need yes, to know it's, basis. It's culture. And you don't need to know. Yet. Uh, Phil Shaw, any, any educational experiences with your son? 
oh well he's just completely he's already exceeded me i mean there was me dreams of being an author one day he's already written a book illustrated it and read it the year below him what was it called bob and the alien bob it was fred last time you mentioned this i'm i must admit i've glazed over one's called fred and one's called bob i can't remember which one's which well i i had a whole freddie gilbert line (laughs) lined up and you've just uh shut on that so I told you it's a family <laughs> show it's all about sons and, and their quests to uh, out achieve their fathers Chris well unfortunately I don't have children exceeding <laughs> me yet but you were watching the Manchester United game we have I to did mention watch the Man- that United game and like Phil's son's book that was a massacre the Man- Liverpool game was an absolute bloodbath as well well I, I mean I'm not a big fan of Liverpool winning but if they can turn Manchester United into roadkill then uh, <laughs> I, I will uh, I will applaud that Unbelievable to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, you watched it for all of us, so that's why I'm uh, that's why I'm asking. Uh, what what went wrong for United? Attitude, I would say. Liverpool were good. Man, you just looked. I don't know, like they have done in recent years. You know, they just have those off days where you think, "What the fuck are you doing?" They were just awful at the back. The way United took care of Newcastle in that cup final, very and just, and just made mm-hmm. it look routine. Is was and they the first. Good at the minute. Was the first clue that I thought, ah, oh, United might be onto something here, but that's uh, that could give them some psychological nightmares in terms of mm. uh, the next few m- weeks and months. And everything Liverpool hit went in. <laughs> well, ever since they let go of Ashley Young, I think they've gone to the pot, really. <laughs> <laughs> and how are you? Oh, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. We're, we we still have a show, so that means I'm still <laughs> functioning. <laughs> Right, it's time for some news. Shall we uh, discuss Matt Hancock's WhatsApp messages or uh, Villa news? Well, probably best we go down the Villa news because we don't want to trigger anyone. Dan? (laughs) (laughs) It's probably best I say nothing about good old Matt. Dan's more in the know than everyone else, so... um... I think his text messages just confirm what we already knew. Yeah, what a (laughs) shitbag. Move along, David. Right, time for some Villa news. Right, first cab off the rank, uh, Martinez won the best goalkeeper in the world. Is that the title of the award for the FIFA, the FIFA Awards in Paris uh, last week? Best goalkeeper in the universe. On the planet. Ever. Stratosphere, yeah. Told you uh, on the last show that United might be in for a goalkeeper this summer, and I think uh, the 7 nils <laughs> confirmed it. <laughs> so, uh, Will... Martinez follow Mark Bosnick to the the dirty side of this country. What shoes to fill at Old Trafford? <laughs> <laughs> what is he going to go to Old Trafford and end his career like Bosnich did? Yeah, wow. don't go there, Martinez. Stay with us. Right, Villa also released their annual accounts, which I actually haven't looked at yet. So Villa made a four hundred k profit on the year before tax, mainly uh, attributed to uh, sale of Grealish. Although, didn't we spend that pretty much instantly? Yeah, but it, it makes the makes the P and L sheet look quite good, doesn't it? Yeah, and made the first profit uh, in many a year. Probably, God, dare, dare I say, post Ellis? I can't yeah. imagine. The, I can't imagine they made a profit under Lerner. But Ellis's trick they was not spending any money. Time. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't good accounting. Speaking of Lerner, uh, one thing that popped up in the accounts was I thought this was paid when they bought the club, Wes Edens and uh, Suarez. But uh, the ten million that was due to be paid by uh, the mysterious Doctor X finally got 
paid. How many more 10 millions have we got to pay him? <laughs> this is the last of it. What is it installments? No, it was it 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 was split. So they he got a 30 million pot for promotion. He got another 10 million for staying in the Premier League for 3 seasons. Ah, um, right. Okay. But but it was it was triggered because Dr. Dodgiest Bastard in the History of the Universe didn't have any money. I mean, how, how a did lot of Villa fans would celebrate as some kind of messiah. <laughs> but he's on Twitter. We always had his number. Is he still in jail? He did. No, he's still on the run, isn't he? All oh, right. I hope he's one or the other. I mean, it's amazing that Lerner did a better fit and proper test on him than the AFL did. I mean, he clearly had his card marked. The um, total takeover price is at £116 million now. So what originally was a bit of a bargain, they've had to bolt on the best part of 40-odd million. Still, a, It was still a bargain. Still, no, still a bargain. Steal for a big club with all your infrastructure there. We were on our knees and desperate. We played uh, £203 million on player signings over the financial year with Bailey Ings, Buendia, Dina, etc. Um, and the other, the strange one was the wage bill is unmoved at £137 million. I'd imagine that for the next the next financial year, I'd imagine that must that would have got, gone up now. Yeah, because the big thing is what percentage of your income uh, yeah. that is, and mm-hmm. I think it's nudging eighty now. It's around that ballpark. I think it was, I think it was like mid to high eighties as well. Well, that's where it was with uh, O'Neill, and, and you know, you shouldn't really be too happy about that. Uh, but we'll see what happens in the next uh, accounts. All right, injury wise, uh, Coutinho still will be out. Well, he's he's probably the other side of the international break. Well, is when we'll see him. Kamara, you'll probably be wiser on Kamara by the time you listen to this show. But all kinds of estimates doing the rounds now, anywhere from a few weeks to eight weeks max. At least we have that international break buffer. But mm-hmm. I, I would say the other side of the international break as well. Mm, doesn't look very smart. Dendonka, do you know what the personal reasons were? Do no. you know? Dendonka missed the say. game, but he will be back. So choose your poison if Kamara's out, Dendonka or mm. uh, Chambers. Dendonka wasn't too bad when he came on. Uh, I think Dendonka's all right for 20 minutes <laughs> when he comes <laughs> on. Spurts. To like shore things up and it's Except just Stevenage. you can catch him out over a long game. What, what didn't he start though when we beat Brentford 4-0 and we're like three up in about a quarter of an hour though? So Yeah. He's from the Belgian golden generation. Please have some respect. Oh, of course. Oh, sorry, sorry. Of course. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Meanwhile, uh, Villa's women's team are, are continuing. They Flying. had a little sticky patch where you thought, oh, hang on a minute. But uh, now that Knobs uh, and Staniforth have kind of settled down, they're unbeaten in five and they just went to Everton, who are their main competition, I would venture, for that fifth place, which is the best of the rest. And they uh, beat them 2-0 with an early Darley goal and... An OG as well. We've done well with the OGs mm. this weekend. They're doing really well. They've bought. They've done oh, really OG. good business. <laughs> no, they're, they're, <laughs> no they've, they've, they've done really good business, haven't they? There was obviously a bit of talk with the men's team about them. they weren't happy with the January window, but the Villa transfer business this season has been brilliant. Well, they, in January, they bought in a midfield, essentially. They've added a midfield to Dali, and now you've got like a first-rate midfield. Nobs in mm-hmm. England International, Dali French International, Forth as well. Former in England International. Yes, yeah. yeah. They should be best of the rest now because West Ham lost as well. So that's, yeah. they're in that results went for them. So you're in a position now where some of the players were like kind of token gestures in past years, but now you've got like internationals throughout the team and even internationals on the bench now. So it could be interesting, uh, almost as interesting as the men's team in terms of where they turn up next season. 
mm-hmm. once they're fully functioning. Because I think the club might throw a bit more money at it because it, comparative to the men's game, you, you can make a big splash with, with a lot less money. So yeah. they might look at next season because I think they probably thought, right, if we can get sixth this season, that will do, like, i.e. top half. I think Clara Ward said uh, her aim was higher than what the club were aiming for. So I think she was aiming for fifth. So I think next season they might go, right, let's let's try to break into that top four. Because Manchester City currently second, they've taken four points off them this season. So that shows you that, you know, they're, they're not exactly miles away and they're only a few points off those top four places, albeit those teams, well, most of them have games in hand. So it's interesting uh, what could happen uh, next season. Three points. Let's do them now. Point number one, the Premier League are looking to force through temporary concussion subs. This is against Villa's wishes and well, and West Ham's uh, wishes. According to the, uh, the Daily Mail, the Premier League have written a strongly worded letter to IFAB, the game's rule makers, to introduce temporary concussion subs. 18 out of the 20 Premier League clubs have supported it in a vote, only Villa and West Ham against it. The letter stated that the top f- flight wants to trial it next season. It made the clear view that temporary subs enhance player welfare and in-game management. Is Villa's objections just to the fact that their their bench is dwindling by the game? Could be. I think it's possibly because Leon Bailey stands to be subbed immediately, uh, if assessed <laughs> by medical professionals. <laughs> Uh, allegedly point number two uh, ex-prem referee Mark Clattenburg denies favouring Leicester (laughs) to help them win the league this comes from uh, allegations made by ex-Leicester player Danny Simpson on a podcast where he said I remember Clattenburg mate wow I think he should have sent someone away he said something like i should send you off there but i want you to win i think it was danny drinkwater it was his second yellow or something and they he could have easily sent him off but he didn't however clattenberg in response to this has denied it and uh, apparently has the facts to uh, back it up because clattenberg took charge of four leicester matches during uh, the league title winning campaign and in that time he did not book drink water once he has actually uh, come out when questioned about this and said, I fully deny allegations made by Danny Simpson. I find them preposterous. They are very serious and could question my integrity. <laughs> I, to suggest I told a player that I wanted Leicester to win the league is ridiculous. Well, not when the alternative Spurs and uh, Arsenal. <laughs> he didn't say, I want Leicester to win. He just said, I don't want Spurs to win the league. Yeah. What was the alternative? It would have been picked up by microphones and Clattenburg ended it by saying, this matter is now with my lawyer. I mean, Clattenburg actually has no real alternative here than to get legal action going because the whole premise of being a referee is you've got, you've got to be trustworthy and impartial isn't this the same uh, referee who who got uh, what's the word suspended for travelling alone to attend a Ed Sheeran concert after after a game and also got in trouble for speaking with a manager in his car after a match? That's why he got suspended before. So integrity is an interesting uh, mm-hmm. point to make from him. What's that got to do with Ed Sheeran? That's why he got suspended because he, he, officials were supposed to travel together to and from games. And he travelled independently and he got suspended for that and for to speaking to... an Ed Sheeran to, concert? Yeah, so he could get away quickly to an Ed Sheeran concert. Oh, right. Sorry. 
for his question of in, his Ed integrity. Ed not giving him backhanders for yeah. it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> reach arounds. Um, um. <laughs> I thought you was. I thought the integrity question was going to that actual concert. <laughs> well, that's that's certainly part it's, of it's it. Questionable as well. Point number three, Mister Extra. Well, actually, he's retired, hasn't he, uh, Gerard Piquet? Yep. At least he's 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 kind of embracing uh, retirement from football. He's kind of getting into things. So. He's a serial offender in the three points now, PK. He's providing plenty of material. Yeah, as well as his uh, Kings League uh, setup, he also owns FC Andorra. Ashley Madsen, who's that? Well, Ashley Madison, allegedly. Well, it is. I'm not going to say allegedly. It's you a know Dayton, a lot about this, Phil. It's a, it's a Dayton website which is marketed at married users, so it actually seeks out people that are looking for extramarital affairs. Wow. So it has made an offer to sponsor... Um, FC Andorra. Is, is this just because uh, jumping on the back of PK's and uh, Shakira's uh, rumours? It is. I mean, engagement is a, it's a good way to do it. Um, Ashley Madison went one further with the offer and they said they'll invest an extra million euros each year into the club. But included in that is a 50,000 euro bonus for each player that has a story about a non-monogamous relationship published <laughs> in the media. <laughs> God. Before we go on, as you know... The My Old Man Said podcast turns down offers of gambling sponsorship as we'd prefer to help listeners invest in their own futures. So once again, it's a pleasure to have Penfold on board, the pension experts for the self-employed and pensionless, to support the show. I mean, I've always felt that uh, investment and pensions is something that really should be taught at school in the, in the latter years, because currently 79% of the population are not on track for a comfortable retirement, and the majority of self-employed people in particular don't contribute to a pension. I think this is mainly because pensions have this kind of stigma of being uh, over-complex, which is very off-putting. But now, in the case of Penfold, you can sign up and have a pension within five minutes on your phone and run it easily through their app. I mean, the advantage is that everything you put in is privy to a 25% government tax bonus. So if you put in £200, you will get another £50 from the government in your pension pot. And of course, that money is then managed in a pension fund and the compound interest from that builds over time. You can choose your level of risk. There's various different funds on offer. And if you sign up to help you along your way, you will also get a bonus £50 on My Old Man Said in your pension fund by signing up at the address of getpenfold.com slash refer slash moms, M-O-M-S. I'll put the link in the show notes and also on the social media as well. From March the 6th for two weeks, Penfold are actually running a £40,000 giveaway competition where by having a pension with them, whether you open one now or you already have one, you get automatically 100 entries into this competition and there's extra entries for transferring old pensions in or even just checking your pension forecast via the app. I've actually had a Penfold pension for over two years now. So if you've got any questions, you want any insights to work out if it's for you, uh, do drop me a line on email on david at myomansaid.com or drop me a message on social media and I'll uh, gladly help out. As with all investments, your capital is at risk. Pensions can go down in value as well as up, so you could get back less than what you invest. Right, let's move on to this game at Villa Park. Oh, 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 
going into this game, it was all about backing up that Everton win, wasn't it? And forgetting, putting those three consecutive losses in distant memory and then looking ahead, dreaming of getting at 11th place, which it's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> I think we are sentenced to 11th. We've been there for I don't know how long For eternity. Now. But we had to get our, our home form back on track, you know, because since the turn of the year, really since the, you know, the World Cup break, it's been pretty woeful. And there was a lot of clues, wasn't there, in the press conference uh, and, well, press conferences before this game of how we were going to play this game. I mean, it it became very apparent. I mean, we don't have to waffle on about this game for too much uh, because there's not much to talk talk about. about. It wasn't the most entertaining (laughs) game. I mean, let's let's start with the method behind, uh, (laughs) not the madness, not the sadness. The drabness? Drabness, yeah, the method behind the drabness. (laughs) Because you've got the situation, we've we've commented this on before, and as uh, you know, most people have on social media, the whole playing out the back. So this was like a double down, I thought, and it was like right where you know we are in the process of getting down to how Emery wants to play, and it was very deliberate what we were doing. I think Palace didn't press that hard at the start, but then thought that you know they they got a bit the same bit more fiercer in their press. But it's quite funny because it, I thought it they were a lot more assured in the early stages of this game by playing that way and and you could see what the end game was I think from this game Mm -hmm. into where this will eventually goes I mean despite the guy next to me going get rid get rid (laughs) get rid as soon as Martinez had the ball get rid as soon as Mings had the ball get rid get rid get rid go long go long get rid but what what did you make of just the style of play shall we start with Um, before we get into details it felt like after the recent sort of home woes if you want to call it that it was very much we're going to double down because we want a clean sheet today we're not going to be gung-ho we're not going to be too open we're going to almost approach it in the way we have our away games pick our moment to go and try and be clinical which are fair to say they were in in the palace game and we're at goodison as well but the emphasis was on controlling yeah, and keeping yeah, the very ball much so. very much so and not rushing mm-hmm. which clearly to some people is frustrating but you could see it was a much more methodical approach phil yes there was definite territory in the villa game was because they were doing their passing we're used to them doing the passing out from the back whenever palace sat off from them especially in the first half louise and kamara were were doing a lot of passing around the center circle and palace just weren't getting near them and apart from that one time that zaha broke early on and we'll talk about it in a second i thought this this is it this is what emery wants he wants he almost wants the game like a sedative he just wants right this is it just control the game score a goal and that's it shut up shop because I, I was watching her and I was, you know, obviously listening from what people were saying around me, uh, this kind of impatience as, you know, we've witnessed through the last seasons or two. It's not just Emery, but this is more, there's a real uh, reasoning behind this. Is, this is an implementation of this is happening. It's, this isn't mm-hmm. just like they're trying something here. And you're thinking, this is a culture change. This is going to be a, a different way of, a different brand of football here. And it does require yeah. patience, and this crowd hasn't got it. <laughs> no. well, we've had it. We've been so used to mistakes, we're almost hardwired to expect the mistake. And I think yeah. there were even moments in Palace, there's, there's going to be moments. You see much better sides than Villa, don't you fuck up playing out from the back? But yeah. it's high risk, high reward, I suppose. And there's still that little bit of where we, we play ourselves into trouble, and I think that's the... We all suffer from Enkelman syndrome, Chris. It's, we it's, do. It's we're, 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 well we're hardwired to expect the mistake. And I think once we get out of that, we go, actually, this team looks like they're in control, which I thought for long periods of this game we were. But there is still moments where, you know, I think there was a Louise error in his own half. There were a couple yeah. of ones where you thought it was really, 
it's strange because it's almost like the less pressures on the ball, the more likely we are to play ourselves into trouble. It was kind of bizarre in that sense. It was like there's, there's no danger, but we'll we'll find it. <laughs> we highlighted Martinez's uh, pass completion against Arsenal, uh, different game, but you know, forty six percent. This game it was ninety one. So I yeah. don't know if that was an indication of him playing the shorter ball. He was playing short, wasn't he? He didn't Quicker, ping it into yeah. the yeah. He didn't hit the fullbacks very often. I think he might have done it once in the whole game. Yeah, I think he, he, he fluffed it once, but overall a lot more conservative in what he was mm-hmm. doing. Do you not think we suffer as Villa fans for, for having been victims of badly deployed versions of both almost chaos theory under Gerard and, and maybe maybe <laughs> yeah. Smith to a degree? And, and I think back as long as, as uh, Lambert, where he believed, I mean, Lambert genuinely believed he was applying a method as, as a style like Emery's trying to, but I think Emery's got... <laughs> Actually, ability to do it. If you it, remember but... back to Lambert, I don't know what we were doing. Then he went off to Dortmund because of his famous connection. <laughs> That's exactly with what Dortmund. I'm referring to. And then yeah. he came yeah. back, and then we're suddenly we're, we were just ticker tacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Claret and blue sky thinking. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm referring to, and I think that we've got an ingrained suspicion as a result because we, we it, yeah, it, it didn't so. work then, and I, I think now. I mean, my, my observation yesterday was it felt like uh, the only difference between a La Liga game and what I saw yesterday was the freezing cold and Crystal Palace <laughs> we're being present. dreadful. Uh, we were not going to lose that game. I didn't feel we were going to yeah, lose the game. I didn't feel like we were going to lose. I mean, Palace this is... poor, weren't they? I'm just thinking if we do this chronologically or we mention Kamara now, because in terms of how we play, I think Kamara is... Okay key to what we've just been talking yeah. about outstanding footballer well he, he had he had a bit of a rough day uh recently mm-hmm. leicester leicester arsenal, arsenal leicester, was a hard yeah. one for him as well but uh, in terms of if this works he's a very much a big pivoting factor so it'll be interesting i mean they're not going to yeah. stop just because he's out but if it's going to be effective he needs really to be uh, at the heart of it but let's sorry let's move on to we're saying it never looked like we we're going to lose, but there was a big. I think that was after Zahar's goal was vard out. Then you thought, mm-hmm. when that went in, I thought, oh shit, uh, mm. yet again. It was the first time they'd got their foot on the ball, hadn't it? Yeah. Really yeah. hadn't done anything. It was a strange one when you were seeing it on on the sort of like the TV pictures at home because when it was first shown, you were like to yourself, "Oh, that's a mile offside." You actually looked at it and playing, and think it was he's clearly offside. But as as the lines appeared and everything else, it got closer and closer and closer to being onside. But I was pretty conf- I was pretty confident it was offside until the lines come on. Well, at the actual game, it looked offside. Like I as soon as he as soon as he broke and made the run, and you thought hey, he's offside. But then it continued, and it continued, and you know went round. Martinez put it in, and then they were celebrating, and then you know five minutes passed, and they were just lining up to kick off, and you, and then the VAR came up, and and obviously when it, you know I've seen it since, and it's offside. What just not not by much, but. It's it's offside, but you're just thinking that shouldn't take two two minutes, two and a half minutes. No, it took to an decide. age, didn't it? Took an age. Mm. That shouldn't be happening. Is it like that Brentford game when we went two nil up in the first few minutes, and both goals were checked, both checked by VAR on the screen announcements, and it just slowed the game down. You Brentford game, but in this one, it was like okay, we got the decision, but there's no, there's still. I mean, this is me complaining about VAR, even when it went our way. This shouldn't be two minutes two plus minutes you shouldn't get to the stage where the players are actually lining lining up to kick off no, no. by the time they're celebrated you should be in you should have made your mind up in that fucking var box but in terms of the psychology of the game we actually thought right okay if that should serve as a warning kick-started us mm. a bit didn't it and it, it and did that, yeah. and it did because it was actually a very similar goal if you remember to how they destroyed us quite early in the season and Obviously, when, when Gerard was in charge, they just picked us off on the break, didn't they, with Eze and Zaha then as well? 
Yeah. It was kind of typical that obviously Zahar hadn't played for sort of four games. I think we'd said in something for the weekend that if anyone's going to cause problems, it's likely to be him. And a couple of minutes into the game, he's stuck the ball in the back of the net. You think, oh God, here we go again. Good finish by him, by the it was way. a great finish. I bet Martinez is getting sick of getting rounded, isn't he, in the last <laughs> few weeks? <laughs> but when that was ruled off, I thought, ah, okay. I was trying to work out how it was, when it went in. I was trying to work out how this is going to pan out because they've been tight at the back, haven't yeah, they? They're, they're very they well organised. They're just going to yeah. park the bus. And we only had one shot yeah, eventually, and that was the John McGinn uh, attempt. And obviously, there was the, you know, the Watkins chance just before half time that he should. But in terms of shots on target, it was just yep. the John McGinn attempt. Yep. That would that was it. So that just yep. shows you how how much hard work it would have been if that goal wasn't chalked mm-hmm. off. But we didn't have to wait long until OG popped up with a glorious finish. It's a great uh, <laughs> great move, though, isn't it? And I'm glad he's, I'm glad he's fit. There, yeah, I'm glad he's fit again, OG. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. Cash, Cash is a strange case, isn't he? He's a strange case study on how Emery deals with players because... Clearly, Cash came back from the World Cup with stars in his eyes after playing against Messi and Mbappe mm. and players like this, and then had his and, confidence knocked. Mm-hmm, and then Emery just went, "Well, you're you're not you're not playing in the World Cup anymore, son. Sit on the bench until your head's back in the game." And now, clearly, Phil, Phil, it's not as simple as that. He was he was garbage for Villa. His delivery mm. was off. Ashley Young was playing well, and so he. I mean, it's a Manchester City game at home. For my money, Ashley Young was the starting right back mm-hmm. from but, then on. But Ashley Young hasn't been playing badly, and Cash is now starting. So he needed to get he needed to get that World Cup out of his system. Martin, we didn't have the luxury to drop Martinez to get the World Cup out of his system, or else would be in the relegation zone. Yeah, but uh, the Cash, I don't think he's dropped because of the World Cup. He, he was he just hasn't been performing, and he's been making you know the odd substitute performance, and obviously the training under Emery, and now he's kind of broken in because ideally you want to be building for the future. Yeah. And Cash would be that man, unless he, you know he's going to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. But it's a great goal, isn't it? You know, we, for, for all the talk of people being impatient and wanting them to get rid, actually, it came right from the start from Martinez through the centre backs into midfield. You know, played through the field. Yeah. McGinn Kamara to, to McGinn. McGinn's pass to Cash is brilliant, isn't it? Mm. Just cuts the takes about three men out of the game. Um, and actually, you know, for all our relative criticism of him at times, when he gets into those areas, Cash's ball was was right on the money. I think. Well, he didn't find a Villa man, did he? Let's be honest. Yeah, no. let's be honest. <laughs> but Watkins has a tap-in. Um, OG, the OG. Where it needs to be. OG yeah. had a tap-in. Put it on a plate for him to, uh, to put in his own net. It needed to be zipped a bit faster, I think, to uh, get to Watkins. Perhaps. But took the lead and then you're kind of thinking, well, go on, then let's, let's try and kill the game and it never never quite happened picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect order mcdelivery now on the mcdonald's app there's nothing quite like a mcdelivery at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com uh, Watkins' chance was in the first half, wasn't it? Mm. Just before half time, you thought if that goes in, it's probably game over. It's a great what an move opportunity that was. Yeah, what a pass by uh, Buendia! Great oh. little bit of play out on the oh. touchline. Really rifles it into him. Watkins' touch is perfect. You think you've done the hard work, hit the target, and you score. Yeah, yeah. live, live. You just think, oh, you should have taken it on your right straight away. Phil, Phil, Phil's often mentioned. Was this the the thinking curse yes, striking it is. Watkins? It was, wasn't it? You just sort of instinctively should have taken that early, because it, it but, he, but he let mm-hmm. it go and then he tried to put it the other side. Yeah, picked the wrong corner. Yeah, clear as day. Yeah, because I think if he goes to the keeper's left um, or you know, the right hand side as we view it from the whole end, it would 
I don't think the goalkeeper's getting that. No, it's past the keeper kind of, before he has a chance to dive. Yeah. And you notice Coutinho does a, a sort of thing like that where you, you your natural instinct is you, you always wrong foots the goalkeeper and that was the thing. My immediate reaction with Watkins was he's gone for the wrong like corner. Like he did to uh, yeah. Ramsdale. Um, it's it needs like a toe poke, doesn't it? It's basic as that. It's needs OG t- to come sliding through. <laughs> <laughs> Put the finishing touch on it. But that would have been a really, I mean, a really good goal. It and, would have um, been a great goal. I think I think the, the, the breathing space it would have given us, I think, I don't, think Palace would have had it in them to open the game up and I think that's why the game became so sort Turgid. of dreary yeah. yeah because Villa were in a very controlling mode and not playing at high tempo which can be frustrating but we're just going to have to deal with it I actually think we paced the game well you know we were slow at the back which like a lot of the top sides are but actually when we got in the final third we tried to play at pace we just we did quite didn't have the, the control to do it but I don't think Palace were ever going to throw caution to the wind. And when you saw them taking Eze and Michael Elise off, you kind of thought, well, your attacking threat's gone. You're just bringing on the, the huge lad up front. And of course, when you go down to 10 men, you think, if they open up here, we're going to rip them apart. Mm. But all, yeah. of Palace's, all of Palace's attempts, even in the first half, were, aside from the ball through to Zaha, who I, who I do consi- consider to be the Crystal Palace Hagbon Lahore, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, it, w- the amount of times they got into good space and then they pumped the ball out of play. I mean, the, yeah, I, I forget who the winger was, four or five times across the game where I wasn't concerned that unless Sahar was on the on the ball, they, they, they weren't looking in any of the pockets, they weren't looking in any of the channels. It was all pumped in. So they had, they had quite a lot of talent on the pitch, but but to no effect. That, that's the thing about Palace. I mean, you, you look at that Palace team and that front four especially, why they went out in the second half to be so physical. If Palace had actually went out and tried to play football, I Played think some, would, yeah. yeah, would have been in a bit more trouble. The club, uh, i.e. Aston Villa, was so desperate about this spectacle being so turgid that uh, at half-time they, they even bought back prize where it lies. Thank God. <laughs> such were such was the desperate nature. Have, you, have we still got that mat? Quick, quick, drag it out and just get three <laughs> people out the crowd. It's a shame they made one Pablo Angel miss one. <laughs> <laughs> for for any uh, listeners who don't know what prize where it lies is, it's basically what Villa consider halftime entertainment, where they bring out this big, uh, it's like a cheese wedge uh, mat, uh, circle yeah. board, cheese wedge, like a Trivial Pursuit, where a dartboard, <laughs> where there's sections for like Heineken, all basically all the club sponsors, different levels of misery. You get your height in Heineken, don't you? Height in Heineken or a season ticket. Basically, all the sponsors of Aston Villa, and, and you win an appropriate prize if you can kick the ball from the touchline onto this mat, which is around just just the other side of the halfway line. Now, in my time watching Villa, I I don't remember anybody winning uh, recently. I've seen it uh, twice. I think one guy, when we were in the championship, he won it and he was allowed to leave, wasn't he? Immediately, he could just just go home. And uh, yeah, you have people falling over when they're trying to kick it. Routinely, yeah. I think they've realised that the uh, hitting the little things on the goalposts is just crap. So what what we're saying here is anybody out there who's got a good idea for halftime entertainment, I think Zorb balls are always... Oh, uh, that's brilliant, isn't it? Always a winner. I like a mascot race like they have at the cricket. That's yeah. always good fun. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's got any good ideas, uh, let us know by email or on Twitter. And uh, I can run them up the flagpole at the club. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they might actually that's listen to that as a suggestion for once. That would be a good one. <laughs> yeah, run yeah. up the flagpole, yeah. Yeah, get, how many flags have we got up there? We've got a Ukrainian flag, a British flag, an Egyptian American flag, 
an American flag and a Premier, Premier League, League flag. One. So you, what's that? Five flags? We can At get least five, five. five fans up there and who can get to the top of the flagpole and take the flag off is the winner. Maybe a few casualties on the way, but that's half the in- intrigue, isn't it? Well, that's just in, that's just in the concourse of the Doug Ellis. That's before you get on the roof. Second half. The second half was awful, wasn't it? It was kind of like the first half at Everton. Wait, wait, which half was when Watkins got the ball on the edge of his own 18-yard box and ran it pretty much all the way to... First, that was the first half. There yeah. were three of those, weren't there? Great run. Basically had three players and running with him and he burst through them and they, yeah. they kind of chopped him just on the edge of their uh, 18. But that's, nobody ran with him. though. That, that's, that's no, a feat. no one could keep up with him. And Ramsey did it as well, didn't it? There were three breaks that were like that and Ramsey took, the, took it to him as well. It was a great spin. Feature of Villa's players, they never support that man who's doing the uh, the one-man dash. First of all, you had Kamara getting hacked by uh, Decore. An awful, awful tackle. Because, hmm. I mean, if you look at that tackle, the way Kamara's got his body and where the ball is, there is no way that the Palace player can get the ball without just demolishing Kamara. It's right through the back of him. Yeah. So Kamara was... And you, you could tell straight away Kamara was waving at the mm. bench. This looks like the second serious injury within a season. Yeah. Is that just, just bad luck? Or uh, is he, think is so. he one of those kind of players? His style could lend itself to people tackling him like that. That's what you could say. I know the first one was... Not as much as Grealish, but he gives you a little glimmer of the ball, doesn't he? Yeah. He takes it right to the line. Think, oh, I can get it here. And then, I mean, he's clever, but, but he's, he's going to take away. It's I'm... an awful tackle. He's never getting to get the ball. And he sort of scissors him, doesn't he? Yeah. And then Matey Boy, for his troubles, has enough... Who's he go for? Chambers. Chambers. <laughs> he goes over yeah. the ball, doesn't he, with his studs? It's a shocker as well. Right. Oh, you just brought him on to replace Kamara. I'm going to get rid of yeah. him as well. <laughs> three minutes three minutes later or something. You <laughs> yeah. think, oh, you fucking prat. And off he went, so understandably. Chambers, who I thought played very well, by the way. When he, he did. I don't have any concerns with Chambers when he's in the middle. I, I do at centre-back, but when he's in the middle, he's he's on, he's like uninspiring, but he's not I think, um, dangerous. I think it's because, especially in a game like that where nothing's happening quickly, his role is quite defined. You, you know, receive the ball, get rid of it. If it's in the air, you're tall enough, go and dominate. We don't need you of to. Of course, he played dominate defensive midfield for uh, Fulham in the Premier League. On he did in the team that got relegated. In the team that got relegated. Listen, as, I know our level, David. <laughs> yeah, as somebody <laughs> said, you, you don't come through Southampton's academy and play for Wenger at Arsenal without knowing how to pass the ball. At least you might not know how to do anything else. Well, we've he, seen him do Brazilian things. Goal yeah. last year was world class. Probably one of the best passes by a Villa player uh, for for many a year. Yeah. I think I think he did his role well. I, I just think it was all a bit of a, a worry because you see how instrumental Kamara has been since he came back, and oh yeah, you'd say probably he is our best player. Obviously, you factor in obviously Martin. Excuse me, I'm uh, top team, players team, in the team. Yeah. Um, in terms of your outfield player, I'd be careful uh, with Kamara because we've seen him play two games. Where, well, we've more than that because I remember that. But man. they've all had games where they've had shockers. You know. All yeah, players but do, not but when like it was that first signs were isn't that, in that Manchester United friendly when he got absolutely swamped. So I wouldn't be saying he's the best player ever that's played blah 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 and, and hyping saying, him too I'm much. Saying it, yeah. he's, he's the integral piece in the way we want to play. Yeah, in the style. Yeah, the next yep. option's Nakamba, isn't it? And that's that's a big guilt. Well, it's not big anymore, goal. is it? Because well, he's not you know, there. In our, in our we, squad. We now have to, if he's not there, we change our style. Going back to that challenge mm. on Chambers, again, we, we're seeing it on the offsides where they play, they let it, the game play out. Yeah. And I want to see the referee 
straight red. I don't want to wait a minute until he goes back, play goes back. I mean, it, it took Martinez to run from his goal yeah. mouth to the halfway Someone line had to, do it, didn't they? Yeah, to basically yeah. tell the ref. And I thought, well, this is better. The, the players need to get around them and, and bloody tell him what, what when to do. When did we say that before? Was it the Arsenal game? Yeah, it was the Arsenal game. If, if, if Ashley Young's on the pitch, those things don't happen because yeah. he's straight in the ref's ear. Because yeah. yeah. on the flip side, Zaha sets the tone for them. He's got that bit of shit house, but he's constantly chirping in the ref's ear all game. I mean, obviously, he eventually got a yellow for descent, but that kind of, it seeps its way through their team. They've got far more talent than the than the way they play. Just look at Arsenal. Arsenal were in the ref and Manchester United do it as well and it was almost like hang on a minute we're not we're going to let Palace get away with that because that should be straight mm. you know that that should be that red card should have been out as soon as he did it and it took two or three Villa players finally being outraged and Martinez had to run half the length of the pitch I think your captain's got to be got to be on that and and I mean yeah. the last last player I can think of other than Young for Villa now who did that very well was was John Terry John Terry would just pursue the referee until he got what he mm. wanted really yeah. But, I, yeah. but it, it, I agree with you. That does come down to the referee. There's this weird thing now where the game's played on, and I think Marino ends up having to kick kick the ball out. Yeah. Where it, it, the decision's there, just make the decision. You know, there was no break on from where Chambers yeah. got fouled. It, you know, it was it was it was a red all day long. Yeah, and, he, and at the end of the day, it was a second yellow. He didn't even follow through on what should have been a no. straight red for a hack. Yeah, and uh, you know, you, you're also risking the players' welfare because if that was a, uh, a leg breaker, the players down there and you're playing yeah. on. But I, I thought the ref let. He allowed that. He was a bit of a. He enabled that where they got is away it, with any number now? of. Well, I don't think it is. It's 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 kind of no, like the, the situation where where a, a, a late flag goes up, and I often think, well, if it was offside further up the pitch, and then a player goes and breaks their leg or something, you know, in the challenge that would have been flagged. But it, think, well, but it's what, a weird one, it? isn't it? This whole VAR thing where they let the play go, and every fan in the ground knows it's blatant offside. And you just got to, and and it's almost like yeah. you, you're it's playing nonsense. out this farce, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it gets flagged. It's, it's weird because actually, the, a lot of the, the the culture at the minute is around let's tr- let's try and stop time wasting. Well, actually, those little passages of play where you play on for a little bit and you can waste thirty seconds here and there in a game. And if you're if you're one nil ahead, you can go. Well, I know I'm offside. Fuck it, I'll just play on for as long as I can here. <laughs> it's interesting. Martinez's time. first time wasting came in, in injury time. I noticed. <laughs> yeah, first half extra two minutes. And that VAR decision took two minutes. Easy. And so, you know, all the other shit as well. So, you know, you are getting cheated. That's at least in Mm -hmm. the World Cup, you were getting that uh, extra time. 12 minutes. But that was worth it. People were laughing (laughs) about it. But actually, that's putting entertainment back in the punter's pocket because they're Mm -hmm. actually playing for action, not uh, a load of, you know, people rolling around or VAR decisions and all that kind of shit. But it was a strange game in that you, you, you normally you'd be, and I think there was a little bit of nerves towards the end with Villa. When obviously when you see the the board go up, but you never felt like Palace ever got ahead of steam. They never camped in Villa's half. Martinez had very little to do. You kind of thought Villa weren't playing with a huge amount of urgency, but then neither were Palace. Mm-hmm. Almost thinking if they maybe they felt that if they opened up, Villa would pull them apart, which I actually think we would have. So they were like, well, let's just not get torn apart like they played like a team who hadn't won in eight games my only concern in the last 10 minutes of the game was that OG also plays for the opposition (laughs) that was that was it yeah Yeah. well I mean it didn't it didn't do any harm the Palace were probably the the worst team at set pieces that I've seen since Villa I mean you'd have thought you'd have thought they were they were kicking for touch every time they got a free kick in a promising position just overhead straight out of play of course it was Emery's 500th career win as a manager, so well done to him for that. A largely forgettable game, uh, his 500th yes. career win. Add it to the vault. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Right. Before we go on, I just want to say a huge thank you, as per usual, to all the My Man Said members for supporting the show. If, like them, you want to get rid of annoying ads, get extra shows, and also get access to Match Club, please do uh, go to myomansaid.com and click on the members link to get more information to join us. Match Club will be uh, meeting for our live shows for the away games uh, when Villa visit West Ham at the weekend but it's a 24-7 community so please do if you want to get rid of the annoyance of ads etc please do uh, go to myomanset.com and get more details there right I think it's time for Medium Muppets right Phil what's in the trough this week well, this week it's the Scottish Daily Express with um, their rumour that um, Paris Saint-Germain are looking to ex-Villa boss Steven Gerrard to be their new manager. Oh, what, oh, what a price pick. <laughs> I'll, 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 whopper, it, that? Yeah, I'll pause a minute just to let that sink in. But um, apparently Gerrard has been talked about at the highest level in PSG. I, w- I will point out to the Scottish Daily Express that there's no confirmation that any of this talk is in a positive light. It'll be, whatever you do, don't get fucking <laughs> Steven Gerrard. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the Poland job? Oh, I didn't get it. <laughs> right, <laughs> what when happened you, to the Leeds job? Uh, I don't know. They they went for a what an ex Watford manager as well. So he's <laughs> dead. <laughs> I mean, this is a manager who, like, well, I will credit him with. After a sensible start at Villa, he managed to take them from their rightful position of eleventh and sink them like a stone before mm. being replaced. Hang on a minute. Wasn't his first ten games better than uh, Emery's record? Ooh. What's the sense? Sensible story. You're not allowed to say that because you get. A, you remember you said the last time you said that. Sure, you I, got attacked. I did. An Emery we trust. Cancelled, didn't you? Trademark. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to cancel you, Phil. And good, bad, and the ugly. People were things they could cancel me for, not that. <laughs> people weren't liking the fact that uh, Gerard's first ten game record. They did just. It's, it was a classic. You've seen it before in the fake news, where the facts are just like they, they're dismissed, and you know you get insulted for them. Anyway, carry on. Talking about facts, you just have to look at the facts of his time at Villa. I mean, apart from them being poor when he was there, he also pissed off a large sex, section of the dressing room. I mean, do they think he can handle the egos of Mbappe, Messi and Neymar when he couldn't handle the Villa players? Well, he's probably got more chance than uh, Graham Potter would have. <laughs> it's quite an easy gig for a minute, aren't they? Just say, go on, lads, just just go out on the pitch and win. I mean, oh, okay. I mean cool. Neil no Critchley's free as well, so he could be the assistant. <laughs> yeah, Let's put the band back together. Yeah, exactly. Although Critchley doesn't have his passport yet, does he, again? It's, it's a bit like Lampard being considered for, like I don't know, the Barcelona job or something at this stage. <laughs> don't give him any ideas. Right, so any, any media nuggets? Well, I did say to keep an, a few weeks ago to keep an eye on Tariq Panja for any issues surrounding Manchester City, but it's, it's another club that's state-run he has highlighted this week. Oh, I wonder who that could be. Mm. Hmm. You'll remember whenever the Newcastle takeover got uh, got approved to the surprise of everyone, the Premier League were given binding legal assurances that it was a private purchase and nothing to do with the Saudi state. But interestingly, this week in the USA, uh, a court case involving the, the Live Golf Tour, which is also owned by the PIF, the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia. Ooh. Were in trying to sort of, I think they were trying to get like a definition of what the PIF were. So, luckily enough, the PIF provided their own definition and a court submitted document. What they, <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying this. 
Yeah, what they said was the PIF were doing this in the grounds that it is not actually a fund, but an instrument of government and its overseer, Yasir al Rumayan, also the chairman of Newcastle, if you're paying attention, is a politician and not a private individual. Ooh. So I think we'll see how this plays out, but it's already sort of like got the, the attack dogs going in the other Premier League clubs because they're all there's a meeting coming up this week, I think. Personally, we'll be foaming at the mouth. <laughs> His attack dogs will be... Release the hounds! Before we go on, just, just one thing. When we, we're watching Emery roll out his tactics in the most evident fashion, I think, against Palace, it's it's very much like watching a training exercise, uh, trying to bed these players down. But, you know, when Emery got ousted from Arsenal, you know, there were fans holding up uh, printed out uh, protest placards saying, Emery out, no tactics, no formation, nowhere to hide. Now, do you think this was just fans reacting to uh, bad results and, you know, they, they've always got to say something? I mean, you know, I'd, I'd like some reasonable Arsenal fan to uh, answer this. Why would they say no tactics, no formation? Because the way Emery's sold to us is like he's the master tactician and uh, a cut above anything we've had in recent times. Because they're entitled and they'd gone from being, you know, unbeatable, lauded as being the most, you know, this is pre-Guardiola, the best football team in the country to watch and all this stuff. And they've got substandard players and they're in a transition. It's like, how dare you be in a transition? We expect to be the best. They're just entitled and spoiled. I was just interested why they pinpointed as their main reasons, no tactics, no formation. Because it's the easy... uh, the easy and lazy option to take pot shots at the manager, isn't it? Rather than the players being substandard or not giving a shit, which has been very easy to throw at Arsenal in recent years because they've been, until the last season, really been weak hmm. in the underbelly. Maybe I'm just pointing this out because from a Villa point of view, we, we don't normally go into details. We just normally say, whoever, out, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're just trying to be a bit we, too nuanced we for don't, their own we good. Don't, <laughs> we, don't, we don't break it down. We don't give you reasons. <laughs> Launch the cabbage. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Emery, David, what, what's an Emery's clipboard this week? Ah, I'm glad you asked. Uh, it's time for Emery's clipboard. Simple one this week, because time is a ticking. So Juan Pablo Angel was at the ground. If you don't know who Juan Pablo Angel is, he was uh, a scorer of 62 goals for Villa back in the uh, the good old days. Colombian by birth and nature and of course we have a Colombian by birth and nature back in the Villa squad do we not yeah indeed John John Duran Duran his name is an 80s band yes there's somebody tried to get going in the whole 10 but it didn't quite uh, probably my son kick off <laughs> <laughs> slightly different tune <laughs> Uh, so uh, the question is, it's a simple one. Hopefully uh, you haven't got the answer opened uh, on your screen. There's a chance you may have. Who's going first before I announce it? Who won the last game? Dan. Dan can go first. Great. I'll go second. Right. Simple question. How many minutes has John Duran played for Villa this season? Hmm. 46. 46. Chris Bird. Um, I'm going to go 54. 54 from the bud, Mr. Phil Shaw. 47, please. Phil Shaw's trying to outdo Dan Rogers there with his using Dan Rogers' technique of going one either side. Drawn him down to my level. He never thought burnt. he'd be as low as this, but he's, he's quickly, quickly fallen in my own my estimations, and I'm sure those of the listeners, David. Right, well, we go into a second round. Do you want a clue? 
What clues can there be? Mm. He's made four appearances from the bench. That is the only okay. clue I'm giving four. you. He's not played that many minutes. Right then, he? Mr. Rog. <laughs> <laughs> I think second I, I'm guess. Gonna, I'm going to hold steady. I'm, I'm going to go 45. 45. I am looking 45. for a direct hit on this one. Mm. Mr. Bud, no direct hit so far. 58. 58. Goes over to uh, Mr. Shaw. I'll go 62. 62. Right. Third and final round. There's, there's a little bit of peppering going on, so uh, I don't think we need another clue. I mean, he hasn't started a game yet, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> but you already knew that. A bit of peppering, as in we're, we're close, but not quite. Or one of us is close, but we're not quite there. Well, you're going to be peppering around it, but, you Ooh, know. Okay. It, it can't be that hard to guess. He's not exactly played very often, has he? No. David, may I go for 48, please? 48. <laughs> yeah, in your face, Phil. <laughs> right. Mr. Miss, Bird. Gonna go. What have I had? 54, 58, 50. Oh, fuck it. I'll meet him halfway. 56. Boom, he's got it. Outrageous. Oh, oh. <laughs> I demanded we check his Google Chrome records immediately. Yes, I, I agree because that, that it was almost like he was acting. Oh, oh, I'll go. Uh, I'll go halfway. It's like he used his first two guesses to tee up. In between honest, 14 new porn tabs, was, there'll be a bloody Premier League My initial League thought was, I'm going to go like, <laughs> offensively low just to see how, how little we've played. In my first guess was like half an hour. David, what's the yeah, prize? Right. What's Phil, uh, what's Chris's prize? Uh, Two-week trip to uh, Bogota in uh, Colombia. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, <none> ex- <coughs> no expenses. No expenses covered. Can I have these kiss, please? <laughs> I'm going to go meet up with Cocaine Bear. Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Last scene in the in the upper halt. <laughs> halt in toilets, you mean? <laughs> right. Uh, that's enough of that for uh, another week. Just one closing stat after uh, Sunday's results. Uh, this is not including the Monday night clash of the titans. Is it Fulham and Brentford? Lockhorns? Yes. <laughs> Which could change this picture, actually. But under Emery, since he walked into B6 on November the 1st, Villa are now fifth in the Premier League from results onwards from that date. Won seven, drawn one, lost four. God, if only we only we beat Wolves and Leicester at home, we would have been third. Which is the fifth, the fifth that he was averaging and in when he was sacked as Arsenal manager, interestingly. Yes. Wow. And... Villarreal kind of hanging around that uh-huh. fifth fifth spot as well. That's probably the limits of what he can do. It's the peak of his powers. Controversial. Uh, of course, if Fulham or uh, Brentford win that Monday night clash, they will go above us and push us into sick. But still, that makes you more optimistic for next season, I think, is where the thinking is. Do you want a draw there? I don't, I don't really know what result we'd want there. Because Brighton have got two in hand, haven't they, unfortunately? So they can leapfrog everyone. Well, it doesn't matter. I think we are still purveyors of our own destiny and that destiny takes us to uh, and we, we come f- full circle in this show because that destiny takes us next to Karen Brady's and on that note <laughs> it's <laughs> goodbye from me and it's goodbye from them goodbye goodbye have you seen the tits on Chris Bird no <laughs> goodbye Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.